0: too, but I know that there is power in the name of Jesus. Anybody can testify his power, power in the name, there is power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name, sing it, there is power in the name. Even if you're streaming, say there's power in the Glad that's power in, power in the name. And guess what? Things change when I call you. A name that's above every name and we continue to honor that name Jesus he is Lord everything shall bow every tongue will confess At the name of your name and Mary's own Only that name that we are saved, it has power to say, Heaven says, There is only one name, if your voice doesn't say.
1: Welcome to all of you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your courage to come to church today. We we want to say, despite all that is going on, Jesus is still Lord. So be encouraged. This is not a time to hide. This is our time to believe God. Amen. I want to say thank you to all of you that helped us yesterday. Uh, we had a fascination clinic. and several of you come out to help us. Some were cooking, some were directing traffic. Some were giving shots. In whatever area you have, I want you to know that this church appreciates you. Amen. It is our responsibility to minister to our community, not just through the word only, but various ways of ministry and getting everybody fascinated. It's a good thing. Will you help me thank God for all of our volunteers one more time? Amen. Please don't forget on September the 19th, we're going to have what we call our church anniversary. And this is very important. Our church was founded 98 years ago. And I'm sure none of us was here back then. But thank God that we are able to to capitalize on the foundation work that these precious people have done. So let me encourage you to make plans to be in church that day. Let's come and rejoice if this church has been a blessing to you. All you need to do is look at your own life. And if this is a ministry that has enriched, empowered, and caused you to mature in the Lord, help your loved ones to be saved, and minister to your community, then you ought to come and rejoice with us. Amen. Every time I go into the community, I am amazed how many people will stop me just to say thank you. Five years today, I was in Lacan. I, I hope that's the place. We were attending some home going or funeral and I couldn't get people off of me. Uh, it's just amazing how highly this church is being perceived in the community. So, we are grateful to all of you that are serving, you are giving, you are using your gift and talents. So, our church anniversary is a time of coming together and just thanking God for another year. And let me encourage you to give on that occasion also. The people who are working on the committee, they have asked me to remind you to plan to give $1 for every year of our existence. So if we've been here 98 years, you can do the math. But let me take this pastoral privilege to tell you if you don't have $98, give what God gives you. Give according to your ability. So this is not a legalistic ministry. So if it's $1, it's what God gave you. If it's a $1,000, it's what God gave you. If it's a million, amen. So that's between you and the Lord. We don't keep record of who give $98. But we do want to give you an opportunity to be blessed. And there's no better place to invest than in the kingdom of God. Amen. We want to welcome all of our guests here. We are appreciative of all of you. I see my own colleague in the house. Uh, Dr. Theodore yeah, and his lovely wife, we welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, this man of God is really amazing. We talk about him a lot in our executive, college executive meeting, his humility. Is, uh, uh, we have a lot of professors, almost 80-something of them. But he stand out. He's the only one with a, a doctorate degree in computer science. So, I mean, it's just, I can only imagine what God is doing that mind. <laughs> so, we welcome you. in. And, and I met his wife. His wife just showed up in my building one day. And, and she was cleaning just like a janitor. She's not even on our payroll. She said, I just want to help. And that just brought tears <laughs> to my eyes. Amen. We thank God for you, ma'am. We appreciate you. I do. Any other visitors in the house, we want to say thank you. Amen. We're grateful. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Uh, anybody, God bless you, ma'am. We're grateful, grateful, grateful. We appreciate you being here today. And if there's something said or done today to increase your faith in the Lord, we just want you to know that is what this church is all about. When you live here today in our lobby area, We have a guest center there. And please stop by there. We have a gift for you. That's our way of saying thank you for coming to Zion Hill today. I don't know what they're going to give you. They might give you a CD or a flying saucer somewhere. (laughs) A beach ball. You'd never know. (laughs) But we just want you to know we appreciate every one of you. Amen. Let's all stand. Can we sing something? Okay, the choir is going to sing for us. We appreciate you, choir. Just help me support the choir as the minister to us. Your calendar September 7th over there at Louisiana College. We have a revival going on. And please feel free to join us. It's open to the public. It's 6:30. one thing I love about that kind of revival, they just minister to you, they don't take offering, they don't ask you for anything. So Make yourself available. If you have your Bible with you this morning, will you please turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 14? Let me invite you to stand up with me in reference to the Word of God. The book of Matthew, chapter 14. Going to read verses 22 through verse 32. Glad to see Pastor Tenny with us. We appreciate you, sir. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through verse 32. The Word of God says, and straight away Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. And he told them to go before him onto the other side, while he remained to send the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to do what? To pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Verse 24 it says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them, them many the disciples. How he gets there he was walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straight away, Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Please remain standing as we pray. Our Father and our God, we say good morning. We have come this morning in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We say thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Lord, we thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our healing. We thank you, God, that we can call you our Father. Holy Spirit, we ask that you minister to us this morning in a very special way. You have promised that your word will not return forward. We tap into the anointing to receive from heaven. We thank you that lives will be changed today. Souls will be saved today. We thank you that our prayer requests will be answered. Have your way in the midst of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, How to Get Through the Storm. How to get through the storm. As we prepare for Hurricane Ida, my assignment, by permission of the Holy Spirit, is to share with you about how to get through the storm. We welcome those of you who are live streaming by the thousands, and many of you that are listening on the radios, those of you that are watching on television. We say thank you for joining us today. You need to know, and I need to know, how to get through this storm. And for the record, let me say, I'm not just talking about hurricane either. I am talking about any unexpected circumstance that infade your life, that infade my life, that is threatening our existence. We need to know how to handle those situations. So the passage I read to your hearing this morning is like a case study of what you need to do when you find yourself in a storm. Beginning with verse 22, you see how Jesus and his disciples, they just finished an event, very familiar event. They they fed 5,000 men. With five loaves and two fish. You all are familiar with the story. But once that was completed, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, Jesus instructed all of his disciples. Oh, sure. And the instruction to them is that I want all of you to get in the ship, and I want you all to go ahead of me to the other side. Please notice. There's a lesson right there in that verse. The disciples, they did not question Jesus' motive. They were obedient to God. They are not on that ship that day out of disobedience. They were not like Jonah, who also ended up in a ship But out of disobedience, these disciples, they were obedient to God. Am I right about it? They were in God's will. They were carrying out an assignment by God. But notice that while they were serving God, while they were in God's will, they encountered a storm. I can stop there and preach all day because sometimes when you run into a storm in your life, sometimes people think you may have done something wrong. But I want you to know you can be serving God. You can be walking in obedience and still find yourself in a storm. Tell somebody next to you, I got it. (laughs) Then, if you keep reading, you notice in verse twenty-four, Matthew chapter fourteen, verse twenty-four, the Bible says the wind began to blow, and the ship was tossed around. The waves was beating against the ship. So, in other words, on that day it was windy. It was raining, and the boat was getting filled with water. So, there's now a threat of all of them dying that day. Just like we're hearing about Hurricane Ida, where yesterday was category one. Where last night, I received a call from the governor's office, they said this is going to be much bigger than category one. Please warn the people. This morning I turn on the TV, I see they say it might be category four, it might be five. So you find yourself in a situation that threatens your very existence. I don't know about you, that's a dangerous situation. Have you ever been in a situation like that when it looked like You're going under. Looks like you're fixing to drown, literally. The good news is that they call what is going on now a hurricane season. I like Americans for that. (laughs) You know English is my second language, so I, I pay attention to details. And as a lawyer, I have to do that, you know. When they call it hurricane season, I see a message there. And the message is that it means what we are going through right now is not permanent. It's only seasonal. Storm comes and storm goes. Am I right about it? So it means, ladies and gentlemen, as a theologian, as a preacher, I can say to you, it means if you're sick now, you will not be sick forever. Say amen to that. If you are broke right now, as you're listening to me, it means you're not going to be broke forever. I remember 40-something years ago when I came to America, I was broken than a church rat But I got This revelation I knew that trouble Don't last always It means If you're struggling right now It's only for A season You're not going to be struggling forever Somebody ought to shout right there in fact, if you understand what I'm talking about, look at somebody next to you and say, neighbor, neighbor I'm going to make it through this storm. Through this storm. Say it like you mean it. You, sometimes you got to say things with conviction. Say, neighbor, neighbor, I don't know about you. I, about you. I, will, make I will make it through this storm. <laughs> somebody shout amen. So, what do you do when you're in a storm? How do you prepare for this storm? And if you find yourself in a storm, how do you recover? That's my assignment today. What do you do when you're in a storm? If Hurricane Hyder has not reached you yet. How do you prepare for the storm? And if you're down south, it's already raining, it's already pouring. How do you recover from a storm? Well, let me keep it 100 this morning. What I'm saying to you is something like this. What do you do? After you've infested a lifetime of hard work, a lifetime of commitment, a lifetime of loyalty in your marriage, and your spouse walk out on you. We can talk about the weather, but there's some serious weather in Christian life. What do you do when you've infested years on your place of employment? You work very hard. You give them the best you got. And then there's a change in company. And somebody show up and say, we no longer need you. What do you do when life hits you on the blind side? What do you do when the rug is pulled under you? You don't always know when the storm is coming. What do you do when you're surprised by the challenges of life? Notice one thing that I pick up in this passage. It was Jesus who told the disciples, Get in the boat. And you go ahead of me, I'll come join you. He said, I'll meet you on the other side. In other words, he gave them his word. What word? He said, I will meet you on the other side. So I want you to look at somebody right now and tell that somebody, God gave me his word. Say like you mean it, God gave me his word. One of the word he gave you, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Am I still in the book? (laughs) When God gives you a word, you are to know that you know that you know you can count on him. Isaiah chapter 4 verse 8 says, grass may wither. And flowers may fail. But the word of God. It will stand forever. If you believe that shout amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen. He gave you a word. He said if you abide in me. And my word abide in you. You can ask anything. (laughs) And it shall be done unto you. God gave you a word. If you said if you ask you will receive. If you seek, you will find. Am I still in the book? If you knock, the door will be open. God gave you a word. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All this other stuff. That people are killing each other together. They are trampling on each other, Hallelujah. talking about each other, tearing each other down, all this other stuff. God will give you sweatless victory. Hallelujah. He gave you a word. He said in Mark chapter 11, verse 23 If you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And if you believe and not doubt what you say, ladies and gentlemen, he gives your word. You will have what you see. Amen, somebody. John chapter 14, verse 14, he gave your word. He said, if you ask anything in my name, Hallelujah. I met somebody the other day. He said, Pastor, I owe you an apology. I said, what what do you have to apologize for? He said, I couldn't reach you. I tried to call you, but I couldn't reach you. But I used your name, and I got me a job. And I'm just sorry that I didn't get your permission. I said, good. I'm so glad my name is good for something around here. (laughs) Jesus gave you. His word, he said, if you ask the Father anything in his name, and I will submit to you, Jesus' name is far better than your pastor's name. You can count on his word. The Bible says in verse 25, Mark, Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. I'm just walking you through the scripture. The Bible says, At the fourth watch, Jesus showed up. That's a fancy way of saying he was late. Somebody needs to tell the truth. By the way, for those of you who are interested in theology, the Romans set up the hours of the night into four quarters. The Romans were in power. So from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., that 24 hours, that 12 hours, they divided it into four quarters. So from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., that's the first watch. There are three hours for each watch. From 9 p.m. to midnight, that's the second watch. From midnight, To 3 a.m., that's the third word, watch. Then from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., that's the fourth watch. That's when Jesus showed up. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation where you are in an emergency, you need God to show up on the first watch? But you never saw him until the fourth. I wish I have time to explain to you many examples in the word of God. That you look around looking for Jesus. And it seems like he's nowhere to be found. If you don't believe me, when you get to heaven, ask Lazarus about it. He was a close friend. Am I right about it? They were expecting Jesus to show up and show out. But he never showed up until he was dead. What is the message? Just because the storm is raging in your life, that doesn't mean God don't care. He may not come when you want him. Well, I can guarantee you, he's always on time. Do I have a witness in the house? Have you tried him for yourself? And you found out when your back was against the wall, when friends are few, when it looked like there's no hope for you, then all of a sudden, God show up and show out. So, just because he hasn't stopped Hurricane either, that does not mean that God is not on the throne. I don't know about you, I have no fear. Amen. All of my friends who are calling from out of state, a good friend of mine over there, in Uh, Augusta Georgia do you need to come down here we got you covered I said my brother I am fine trust me these two shall pass I don't know who I'm talking to but I I got a feeling everything will be alright open your mouth shout amen The next verse, verse 26. The disciples, although they're in a storm, now all of a sudden they looked and they saw Jesus walking. Now, I wish I have time to, to talk in detail with this, but for the sake of time, I want to warn all of you, because even though it was Jesus coming, they call him a ghost. And there there are so many Christians who are supposed to be believing the word of God, but they are living in superstitions. Sometimes God will send you an angel, but because of your confused mind and religiosity, if you're not careful, you will miss the hour of your miracle. They were terrified. They were scared. And that is why Jesus said in verse 27, be of good cheer. It is me. Don't be afraid. In case you miss, if I were to preach on that verse, I would talk about the presence of the Lord. If God is with you, you don't have to be afraid. One scripture put it this way. It said, God is our refuge. Am I still in the book? <laughs> God is our strength. God is a very present help in time of trouble. Yes, keep up with the weather, man. Yes, watch your TV. But when it's all said and done, You need to remind yourself that God has built an edge of protection. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody's put it this way. He said, I sing because I'm happy. (laughs) I sing because I'm free. You know why? Because I know his eye is on the sparrow, and I know God watches over me. I can't speak for you, but when it's all said and done, I will still be standing. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter said, okay, Lord. Verse 28. Matthew 14, 28, he said, if if that's you, bid me to come. Am I still in the book? And then the Bible said, Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat. That's a sermon by set. Because people always ask me, How? Ah, you must be very lucky. How do you come as a foreigner? And then the Lord just exhausted you. I said, No. I said, The grace upon my life is available to everybody. I just learned to step out of the boat while everybody is still hanging in. You got, it's called a step of faith. Until you are willing to get out of the boat. serious miracle will pass you by. There were 12 of them in the boat. Isn't it a shame that only one person step out of the boat? And sure enough, according to the scripture, Peter got out of the boat and started working on water. But I believe Preachers around the world, they don't preach this passage right. And I, I decide to be an exception. I don't believe Peter walk on water. I believe you walk on the word of God. Men are not designed to, to be walking on water. I tried it. God is my witness. I got a deacon here. His name is Willie Jackson. And he told me he know about water. He told me, Pastor, you can do it. He told me to go get a life jacket. And I followed his instruction to the teeth. But when I went on that water... I got a big swimming pool in my house. I went down. Do you hear me? I went down, 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 down. I love Willie Jackson. But man, the Negro lied. We <laughs> see today he doesn't break it. Men are not meant to walk on water. But you can walk on God's word. (sighs) Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, every step was a step of faith. Have you ever moved on a situation where you don't even know where you're going? Your experience is not good enough. Your education is not good enough. Oh, I wish I can take you out sometimes and get you some chicken wings and Diet Coke and we can sit down. And I I, I just want to share my story with you. It will either make you cry or it will increase your faith in the Lord. But I believe with all my heart, every storm in life is the sign for, for your faith to be increased. Are you listening to me? All of a sudden, the water become hardwood for him to walk on because God has spoken. And so each step Became a walk of faith, a step of faith. And that's what happened when you can't see your way. But God gave you a word. He said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. David was testified by God. He said, Once I was young, I am now an old man. I never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor their seed. Begging for bread. Sometimes that's all you want. Sometimes that's all you have. You know he's coming. But not on the fourth watch. So you have to stand on his word. God. Did something that blows my mind that day. Notice that God did not stop the wind. Let me help all of you praying that God will stop Hurricane Ida. God never stopped the wind that day. What He did, He gave you His Word so that you can, so that you can walk through. Now you see why David said, "Yea, though I walk, I'm not going down, I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for God with me. The governor said we've never seen anything like this since the 1800s. I say, thank you very much, sir. You're doing a good job. You keep on doing your thing. Reverend, what you going to do? I say, I'll be all right. Yes, Lord. Every battle I ever fought in my life, I fought it on my knees. Yes, are you listening to me? Yes, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and come from their wickedness. He said, I will hear you now we hear your land. Yeah, yeah. It's not a time Hallelujah. to be partying. It's not a time to be goofing yes, off. Yes. This is a time to pray. Yes. Am I right about it? Yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem with many of us Glory is that we don't pay attention to God's word. Yes. Isn't it funny, Dr. Theodore, Folks in America, they have puppy dogs. See, in my office as vice president over there in the college, students will petition me, can I bring this animal with me? They call it emotional support animal. There are some animals that are service dogs or service. I readily grant that. If you, if you need service dogs, maybe you're blind, you need something to, I have no problem. But this emotional support thing, I'm making a confession now. I struggle with it. Why do you need a mini horse in the dormitory? Why would you need to have a snake? But now they are educating me. They say, brother, brother, You're not from America, but here in America we love our animals, our pets. So many times so now I will require a doctor's note. Then I make you pay so that if you messed up a building by your animal. But one thing else I learned, you see, (laughs) it don't take much for me to preach because I can relate to myself. One thing I noticed when students will show up with their pets, they want to show me that this pet is well-mannered. If it's a dog, they say, sit down. And to my surprise, the dog will sit down. I see. See, my neck of the wood, you tell a dog in Africa to see that. Well, <laughs> God bless America. I don't know how you guys do it, it blows my mind. But here's my concern if a, a pet understands the voice of his master. And readily obey his master. Why? You children of God having problems obeying what God told you. If God said by His tribe you are healed, it's time for you to believe it. If God said everything will be alright, it's time for you to believe it. If God said, I'll be with you through the rivers, I'll be with you through the water, I'll be with you through the fire, it's time for you to to believe. I may not be the most holy person, but oh, I've learned to believe the word of God. Maybe you are here today And you're going through a storm. Just because you're facing some disappointment. I stop by to tell you, he is still Jehovah Raphael. He's still God, our healer. Just because your finances is messed up. You're working two, three jobs and you still have nothing to show for you. I stop by to tell you he is still Jehovah, Jireh. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. What you need to do is to take him at his word. One songwriter put it this way. is so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word I don't know who I'm talking to now just to rest upon his promise just to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus oh I trust you now. And you say, Pastor, you want to hear of Ida? But I'm in a shipwreck. That's what Paul was. He entered into a storm and there was a shipwreck. But you know what? If you're in a shipwreck, God is still the master of the sea. You may say, Pastor, What do I do? Apostle Paul said, stay with the sheep. If America have enough sense, today should be the most packed house church all over the nation. This is not a time to stay out of the church. This is not a time to be living in fear. This is not a time to freak out. Paul said, except you abide with the sheep the storm will kill you. And you might say, Brother Pastor, I'm not in a ship. My ship is not breaking up, but your marriage may be breaking up. Your ship may not be breaking up, but your finances may be breaking up. I'm trying to help somebody today. You may not be in a ship, but your health is breaking up. I got the same word, Apostle Paul got for us. You see, stay with the sheep. Stay under the blood. Don't panic. Don't run. Don't freak out. God has not given you a spirit of fear. What he has given you is power, love, In a sound mind. What you need to do right now. Is hunker down. And say Lord I trust you. Has he ever healed you before? He can heal you again. Has he ever saved you from the storm before? He can do it again. Has he ever made a way for you before? He can make a way for you again. My prayer for you this morning. Take him at his word. Never doubt him. And I will say this in conclusion. Don't create a second storm for yourself. Are you listening to me? Did you know, I wish you all can talk to professional counselors here. They will tell you sometimes we Out of our confusion, we create a second storm. I'll give you an example and let you go. Here you are. You're you're dealing with depression. That's a storm. I get it. But then now, you started drinking your heart out. Guess what you're fixing to do? You're going to create a second storm. God is in the business of coming storms. Are you listening to me? He's proven himself to you before. He can do it again. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. Open your mouth, shout amen. I'm going to ask that we all stand together. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Let me invite those of you who are live streaming. The best way to stay with the sheep is to invite Jesus Christ into your life. Invite him to be your Lord and your Savior. Believe me when I tell you, your life will never be the same again. And not just those who are live streaming. Maybe you're here in the house. The reason why I can still smile in the midst of storm. People would tell me, are you always happy like this? Every time I turn on the TV, you are smiling. Are you always happy like this? Believe me when I tell you, I go through storms just like every one of you. But I've learned to abide in the sheep. I've learned to take him at his word. I've learned to be careful so I don't create a second stone. The first base is to invite Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Savior. And if you're here today, you have not made that decision. In a few minutes, I will invite you to have the courage to come forward here. Maybe you're already a Christian, but you say, Pastor, I need God to watch over me. The Bible said there was complete darkness in the land, but not in Goshen. Everybody was in darkness, but there was light. For God's children. If you're here, you say, I don't know what to expect in the storm, but I want God to hold my hand. In a few minutes, I'm going to invite you to come forward here. Maybe you're live streaming, you say, Pastor, I'm not in the house. How do I do this? You see, under your screen, there's an 800 number dial that number. i got ministers of the gospel. They've been trained. They will pray with you. They will rejoice with you. Your decision to know Jesus. Your decision to trust God during the storm. And maybe you're looking for a church home. You say, Pastor, I want to be a part of this church. You can even be a part of the E church. Right there, you can go to our website, zionhill.com. There's an opportunity for you to unite with this church. I will get information. I will send you information. The benefits of being a part of this ministry. We are determined to make this world a better place by the help of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here, you want to support the work and efforts of this ministry. There are many ways you can give. You can get an envelope today and give. You can mail us your gift. You can mail us your offering. Maybe you're here in the house, you say, I just want to give while I'm here. You can use your text message and give to us.
2: There are ushers
1: at the back door they have buckets. There's so many ways. This coming week, we're going to put a, a QR. You can just put, position your phone, connect with us, and give. Give as the Lord prosper you. Not grudgingly, not out of necessities. You know, I told you what the Lord is up to again in Zion Hill. In this coming year, we're building a church. A building for our young people to keep them out of jail, to keep them off the street that's going to cost $3.5 million. God can use you to be a channel of blessing to your generation. We are fighting a cultural war in the schools, in the courthouse, in our homes. God is saying to somebody, who can I send? And who will go for me? I hope the Lord will speak to your heart and you will say, Here am I. The Lord, send me. I'm going to invite all of us to go to the Lord in prayer. Where's one of my pastors? Any pastor who come up here. Praise the Lord. This is Minister Jackie. And we're going to pray that the Lord protect us. And if you're here today. Say pastor, I need a prayer. Find your way to the altar. Whether you are standing in the Gulf with your loved ones out of town, out of state, whether you are believing God for protection of your properties or your children, or whether you are concerned about your own health, whatever it is that you are believing God for, that's what this ministry.
2: your presence, Almighty God. Your word declares that we can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy and grace in our time of need, Lord. Father, you said when the righteous cry, you hear, Almighty God. And you deliver us out of all our troubles, Almighty God. Lord, we come before your presence, Almighty God, Lord. God, knowing Lord God, that nothing is impossible with you, Lord. You said all things are possible unto him that believe, Almighty God. God, we bring in remembrance of your word, Almighty God, Lord. For your word declares you're not a man that you should love. On the Son of God, you should repent, Almighty God, Lord. God, touch your people this morning, Almighty God, Lord. God, manifest yourself, Almighty God. Show yourself strong, Almighty God, Lord. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, let the power of your spirit, God, Lord. Let it rest upon your people, Almighty God, Lord. Oh God, put a hedge of protection around us, Almighty God, Lord. You said no evil would come not dwelling, Lord. Did you give your angels charge of us to keep us in all our ways, God? Lord, we believe you, almighty God, Lord. We lose the angels of God, Lord. Take care round about us, almighty God. Round and about our homes, almighty God, Lord. We release the angels of God, Lord. In the name of Jesus, almighty God, Lord. We thank you, God, that no weapon that is formed against us, formed against it's our homes Lord shall prosper God you said great is he that's on the inside then he that's in the world God I speak peace to the minds of your people Lord I speak peace to the hearts of your people Almighty God Lord God for you said he that's mine it stayed on you God Lord You promise to keep us in perfect peace Almighty God Lord I speak peace to every storm Lord God Lord God, every storm in the families, Lord, every storm in the marriage, somebody oh God, I speak peace, Lord God. Oh, you promise to give us a peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. You said you are the Prince of Peace, somebody oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord. That you haven't given us a spirit of fear, God. But you said of love, of power, and of a sound mind, God. We thank you that all is well, God. All is well, Almighty God. All is well, Almighty God, Lord. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you, Lord. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Lord, you dependable father you're reliable lord you're trustworthy lord we thank you lord you said for us to cast our cares upon you lord father you said you care for us lord we thank you you care for us we thank you that the very hairs on our head are numbered lord that everything that concerns us concerns you almighty god we thank you for it lord god thank you for the house of god lord once again Lord, be able to come Lord before your presence, Lord. We thank you for it. we give you glory, we give you glory for God for the Lord and we give you honor God Lord, in Jesus name. we pray amen.
1: Thank you for being in church today. I wish you a wonderful day, a wonderful week. God bless you. See, we made again. Amen.